Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge, daily doses from the Edinburgh Festival. I'm your host, Phil Ellis, and you're probably thinking to yourself, what the hell is Fringe Binge, daily doses from the Edinburgh Festival? Well, I mean, it is quite self-explanatory, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through it. It's basically, I go around to the largest arts festival in the world and speak to all of your favourite comedians, from household names to up-and-coming stars of tomorrow. That is all we're going to do at the arts festival. I know it is the largest arts festival, not the largest comedy festival, but I really won't be wasting my time talking to opera singers or uh, late-night magicians. Who, I, I don't know what it is, but I think they just swear during the magic tricks. But anyway, we kick off the series in incredible style with two internet sensations. Troy Hawk and Rosie Holt. Here's a couple of little clips of some of the fun you can look forward to throughout the episode. The character devolved into essentially me just shouting in a foreign accent. Like it started yeah, it was, out quite it was interesting. Quite racist. It's, it started out. I haven't eaten breakfast yet, and what I'm going to do is after this is finished, I'm going to toast the bagel with the toaster I bought this morning. Now let's talk about Brexit. First off, we're going to meet Troy Hawk, played by my friend and fellow comedian Milo McCabe. Uh, the character of Troy has really taken off recently. You'll have seen him all over the internet, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and he's even been on This Morning. So now my mum knows who he is. We were going to do the interview entirely in character. Me as the character Phil Ellis and Milo as the character Troy Hawk, but I won't lie, it fell apart after about three and a half seconds. Enjoy the interview. Well, I've just uh, I've stepped out the car. Uh, I'm here in Edinburgh, just walking through the border, the gates of Edinburgh. Oh my God, who's this dapper gentleman? Yeah, hello there, sir. You're you're an aquiline stream of Mancunian delight, aren't you? <laughs> well, I am. What's it's Troy Hawk, everybody? TV's? Do you say TV's Troy Hawk? Nah, not really. I haven't been on TV yet, but well, who cares? TV's like where well, I have been on TV. I was on TV the other week. Okay. Hey, let's. Enough of this wonderful improv. <laughs> <laughs> let's fall. Let's go and have a sit down and have a coffee. We are just to fill in listeners. We're sitting in. I think you, that is my job. All right. No, it's fine. You go. You, no, no, no. You've taken control. No, I want to see. I want to see what you're going to do with it. Okay, but go on. All right. All right. Um, well, I'm looking at a um, a wooden sculpture of a Native American. We're a little street. There's a Wolfitz Bistro. And I'm looking into the darkest brown eyes I've ever seen. So we are basically in quite a busy pedestrianised street and everyone's looking at us. Phil's got headphones on. We've both got big microphones with pop guards and people can't work out if we're important or like knobhead mature students. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think we're falling. Can you imagine us being mature students? <laughs> <laughs> we would look so grim. Always at the union. At the cafeteria. <laughs> it's those oh. old guys. I'll oh, wait till they dance. They're so funny. <laughs> it's so ironic. <laughs> the, one, the, the, the really sad looking balding one. He really goes for it. You've got good skin though. Like Your, your, your skin well, and your hairline are definitely di- different decades. Yeah, well, let's bring it back to some form yeah. of actually proper interview. Cause All these questions really you've written down in completely indecipherable handwriting. Yeah, well, it's so that he doesn't give them away. All right, fair play. Got uh, me there. Uh, the problem is I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> you, how many times have you been to Edinburgh now? Uh, 11. This is your 11th show? I think so. Yeah, 11. I got it right first time. 11. What was your first show? 2009, when I was Filberto, and I didn't prepare at all. Basically, I was laboring under the illusion that a 25-minute club set that smashed at all these comedy clubs, right, just wrapped 15 minutes of bullshit and a dance number around mm. all of that. 
and you'd have a killer Edinburgh show. And it went fine and people liked it, but I got some I got some nice reviews, but I didn't really believe the nice reviews, but I believed every word of the bad reviews. And, and rightfully so. I got, <laughs> well, but, but to be fair, yeah, because no. I didn't put the work in and there was never a year after that where I didn't slave over a show until it, you know, it was as good as it could possibly be in its form. So we've had our coffees arrive. Thank you very much. I appreciate Sorry, that. Thank you. Cheers. Milo got a bit deverish and asked for ice cubes for his coffee. Like fucking yeah. Joan Collins. No, no, so I can just start drinking it straight away. It makes perfect sense. Um, and Phil Berto would do uh, uh, like free, what was it called? Freestyle rapping, would you say? Ish. So what yeah. I would do, um, just because essentially the character devolved into essentially me just shouting in a foreign accent like it started yeah, it was, out quite it interesting quite racist it's, yeah. it started out a portuguese reality tv show winner right which which yeah. was quite interesting he was trying his hand at comedy but then the necessity of club work meant all the nice little idiosyncrasies gradually got shaved off so yeah. that i had less awkward moments at these jonglers or whatever until essentially it was very bland and then troy comes along yeah I first saw Troy at the Frogger Bucket in Preston, I think, and uh, that was when you used to wear the Wilco's shirt and you used to wear the, Do you have a feather? It was very... I've, the feathers come back. There was a feather Yeah, back, the feather, yeah. feather comes back for the shows. It was, it was, it was a point where... I've, I've said this before, but Nick Doody decided oh, yeah. he liked me, right, and did me the biggest favour in the world. And we'd just done this gig in Nantwich, the Civic Hall, and I, I killed it, right? And we came back and he goes... Why are you doing this character? And he, he asked me this because he, he actually decided he liked me. And I'm going, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? He goes, well, what's good about it? Why are you doing it? And I was stuck, a bit stuck for an answer. The only answer I had was, yeah, but it worked, right? It killed. And he goes, yeah, yeah. yeah but why? Like, what do you get out of it? And I didn't have a fucking answer. And at that point, he did me the biggest favor ever. But it is interesting that you stuck with that character because at first it was tough. It was really interesting. His backstory was interesting. Oh, I lost loads of gigs mm. like because when I was beginning, it, obviously it wasn't as good. But the nice thing was is the gr the gradient of improvement, the potential for getting better was kind of similar to when I started. Yeah. So it was like I, I sort of went down quite a few levels, but I also had a bigger sort of gradient to get better. And, and I could write material for this Troy character for days. I could, couldn't write anything for Philberto. Did you just, but you must have still done some Philberto's. No, man. I, I got just to dropped a point. him completely. Yeah. I just hit a point and I went, right, not doing Philberto anymore. And then because I stopped doing Philberto, the store stopped booking me. So it was a real like, oh, man. It, it was one of those moments where I was doing weekends at the store and now I'm not. And I'm quite far on in my career. And it's like, it felt like a... Oh God! Am I about to? Am I on the downturn now? Am I? Have you have you have thrown it all away? Yeah, all that shit. Well, I weirdly, uh, I don't get booked by the store anymore. So if if you're not using Philberto, I'm happy <laughs> to take <laughs> you. I just come back in. He likes a fish and a chips, and he's going with his hips. Everyone goes. I just said hips in the first section. The guy's a genius. <laughs> there used to be a guy. Uh, he used to go on as a Polish character in Manchester, and uh, and he'd rip it because everyone thought he was Polish. So he would get away. I mean, he wasn't. He was from Manchester. So he would do a set that, if you weren't Polish, would be racist. Yeah. But because he was Polish, yeah. it wasn't racist. Everyone loved it. But he wasn't Polish, so it was racist. <laughs> so it was really confusing. And then about halfway through, he'd just do a, an impression of us. He goes, like, you're not here. You're, you, all you Manchester people, you're like, all right, mate, what's going on? And then he'd get a massive round of applause. Dude, that's what I his did, own voice. <laughs> That's what I did as Philberto, because people didn't know I wasn't. 
Portuguese. Yeah, I suppose. I Unless suppose. they were Portuguese, they fucking knew I wasn't Portuguese. But you know, oh, did you ever get that? Oh, I, like twice. I I got when I did football. I got invited to, to some thing for international. He won the Nobel Peace Prize, Philbert. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like I, did, I look back and I just think, I did, all I cared about was getting a good reaction. I wasn't thinking any further past that. Christ, are you gonna get? Have you got reviewers? Do you know when reviewers come? I don't come know. In? I got no idea. I mean, I used to like really be like, oh, I want to know when they're in and that. And I don't know. I've done this show so much. I remember Alan Cochran saying something about, I can't remember, ten years ago, and he said, I don't really pay attention to reviews because. There's nothing they can tell me about this show that I don't know. Oh. And I remember um, I remember not quite getting that because at that point I was so concerned with getting the validation, the high, the, the, uh, uh, a review, even from a stupid fucking student newspaper, making me go, oh, I was right all along. And, and yeah, now yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm more in line with what Alan said because uh, I've done this show a lot. I've done it a lot of times and I've honed it and I've chipped out little bits and for me it all makes sense and it all ties together so I'm, I'm kind of less concerned obviously I'm, I'm emotionally fragile enough that of course I want good ones and I'll read them because I'm a knobhead yeah but I mean? you've got to like, yeah. because There's a, there we might be. all pretend we hate them but we still put them on the poster of course we fucking do so we right. do care what's your worst review? mine I got a one star review from Fest in 2009 so and, first show uh, yeah and it crushed me yeah. it crushed me the thing was is I don't think he, he even knew whether I was a character or not but he didn't care do you know what I mean and that like, was all as Philberto yeah, yeah 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 Anyway, I don't want you to be late for your thing. I've had a lovely chat. I could chat to you for, for, for hours, to be honest, Milo. Yeah, but, um, you, how many of them questions do you ask me? One. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Burr. That's about right. I've just written. In fact, not, they've not even, I don't think any of these are questions. Do you know what I've written? Go on. Troy greeting. Oh, here we are. This is quite good. So now, after years of being, uh, uh, of, of pushing Troy, working on him. Yeah. Rounding him off as a character, giving him a lot of depth. He's hit the big time, but it took ages. Not it, saying ages, not in a negative. I mean, not I mean, like, you worked on him and you made him really fun. Yeah, and it's nice to see that amount of craftsmanship and and work, hard work doing the videos, yeah. making them funny consistently, is now getting recognition on a big scale. Yeah, That's it was nice. like, and to be honest, it was when I had made peace with because I've been touring for a while and I've been doing solos for a while and I've been selling tickets and everything. And you've got I'd, a big following Liverpool. I'd, yeah, yeah, so I'd got to a point where I'm like, genuinely, I'd say to myself, this is pretty good. Mm. Like, because I got like on the long list for Apollo and I didn't get in. And then I was a bit gutted. And then I just sort of thought, do you know what? No, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to think about things I haven't got or can't get. Because what I have got, the fact that I can go around and tour these hundred seaters and I get to write a new show every year and I get to change up my set. As long as I'm changing up my set, as long as I'm writing up a show, as long as people are still buying tickets, I'm set, I'm good, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I'm, I made friends with where I was at, if that doesn't sound too hippie. Yeah, no. And that, I think, that gave me a different mindset. 
So when I was making stuff now, I'm not making things going, oh, this has got to be, this has got to be incredible. This has got to be, I'm just going, I just want to do something funny that I find funny that I think will help sell me more tour tickets. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. It was, I, I'd sat watching you on uh, This Morning with Mum and Dad, who loved it. Yeah. So that's your audience now. Who? Eight-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, sure. joking. Yeah. It, it was really nice because it was just nice to see. And then it blew up from one thing to another thing yeah. to another thing. You've sold out pretty much for... Well, you've sold out completely, haven't you, yeah. for the whole run? Yeah. So, really, I mean, there's no point pretending this is <laughs> doing anything other than probably me a favour, really. No, I'm touring. Uh, I am... No time, I'm afraid, Milo. But <laughs> good luck with the time. <laughs> We're out of time. Good luck with the... Uh, I think he said talk. No, oh, okay. you're such a fuck. <laughs> You're touring this show after Edinburgh. Yeah, but like I've I've pretty much sold that out as well. But I'm going to be touring again in spring. Excellent. Yeah. What's the name of the show? The, this show now mm-hmm. is called Sigmund Troyd. Sigmund Troyd. Yeah, of course. So and what time are you on here? I'm, just I'm, having just good people might be able to get last minute tickets. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think some tickets are released every day. Uh, Seven o'clock. Thank you very much. My Mom. pleasure. Um, I think uh, I think this has been a wonderful interview. I don't know if you wanted to say any, anything else. You want to get off your chest? <laughs> no, man. I'm good. What's next? <laughs> what's next? I've got a question mark on it. <laughs> You're asking yourself what's next. <laughs> That's not a question for me. That's a question for you. Okay, what's next, Phil? <laughs> what's next? Where do I go from here? <laughs> but all this equipment. <laughs> How do you put this on air? Thank uh, you very, thank my you very pleasure, much. My pleasure, man. Let's go. Next off, I went deeper into the heart of Edinburgh and chatted to Rosie Holt, who again has been a massive hit on the internet with a right-wing, bigoted character. We got on really, really well, and then Rosie stepped out of character, and I won't lie, she did start to grate on me a bit at that point. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the interview. Here's me setting the scene. Here on the surface of the moon, on the, the new Amazon base, uh, and I'm joined by the wonderful Rosie Holt. Hello, Rosie. Hello, Phil. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Yeah. We, we met out, uh, out downstairs for a coffee. I'm not going to say your exact location no. here in Edinburgh. We're not on the moon. I don't want to upset anyone. But... Uh, oh. Oh, 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 that hey. gives it away. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but you're, you're in a very good location. Yeah. Prime. Yeah, prime location. Close to the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. That's what I said. Get me close to the meat. Close to the meat. And Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The crime-ridden streets of Edinburgh. Just crime like, and meat, they come hand in hand. Crime, you can't have one without the other. Crime and meat, it does. That sounds like yeah. a great show. Uh, you're, well, this is the upsetting thing, because um, I interviewed uh, Troy Hawk. Yes. Uh, who has sold out his run. Mm. And uh, Rosie, you've, you've sold your run out, haven't you? Yeah. Now, what, what is the name of what, what is the show? It's called Rosie Holt, The Woman's Hour. Excellent. Yeah. And it's an hour long? It's an hour long, hopefully. Yeah. We'll give or take. And uh, what's the, what is the show about? Um, it's it's about it's a character show mm-hmm. about all the different voices that make up our current political discourse. But it's also funny. Excellent. That <laughs> yeah. is the key, isn't it? <laughs> that is the key. So the show is uh, the woman's hour. It's yeah. Ca- so is it is it this the character that you, you became famous with online? Or yes. Is it a series of characters? It's a series of characters. So it's uh, so online. It um it's my mainly the the MP character. But before before that, what kind of really boosted me was this character who was uh, a kind of right wing shock jock who just had terrible opinions. Yeah. So it's both of them and a series of other characters as well. Excellent. So good because I. Uh, I've known you for a few years. We've we've met. We said hello. Yeah. And you were doing uh, the Crown. Yeah. 
Excellent. That was was that uh, it was a two hander. It was a two hander. It was a parody of of Netflix The Crown, but we were playing all the parts. Me and one other actor. It was the Gilded Bloom. Gilded Bloom. That yeah. went well, wasn't it? That was a good year. It was, yeah, that was fun. Mm. I mean, it was less pressure because it wasn't, I hadn't written it or directed it or uh, yeah. put, put money into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. turn <laughs> up. <laughs> Just turn up, did the biz. That is great. That is the dream. I'd yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. You've been up, because uh, I was looking I through your I've been shows. up loads. Yeah, yeah. Well, silly, because this is officially my debut. Yeah. That was a bit dishonest saying my debut. Because no, I've, do I've done. Not <laughs> you get nominated. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> don't let them know. They don't check, honestly. They don't check. Okay, well, your debut. I, I went back and I found 2015 No Strings Attached. Yeah, that was a cut. So they, they, they were cowards' hours. Yeah, the, the, below, the 40 yeah. minute mark. Yes, 40 yes. minute marks. How you do it? Keep doing it. 40 minutes. That was in Frankenstein's bar. Yeah, that was really fun. But um, it was ridiculous because I did that show. I'd actually only been doing stand-up for about two, two three months. Really? <laughs> I just had no idea. So I was like, sure, I'll do half an hour. <laughs> what's, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? <laughs> the audacity. I know. And then afterwards, I was thinking, oh, God, that was idiotic. That's, no, but that is good, I think. I think you should throw yourself in. I yeah. No, I'm glad I didn't retrospect. Wait. It was a good, it was a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did that and then <laughs> took me, what, how many years later is that? Seven years to do my debut. Good times. No, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to be, can you imagine if someone like, who was massive then now came and did their debut? Yeah. Like Ricky Gervais' debut. Yeah, you Did not get nominated. Ricky. Yeah, back off, pal. So, the woman's out, so it's sold out. Yeah. Apart so from some extra shows still available. So here we are, extra shows. Where are the extra shows? They're so at the Dome, 10 Dome. 10 Dome. 10 Dome. And when are they? Um, so the first extra shows, have the, so the ones that are available are 20th and 21st, 18th, 20th and 21st or something like that. 20th, I don't know, one of those things. If you go online, you'll find the extra <laughs> shows. You'll find it. Look it up. It's fine. They're going fast. They yeah, they're they going, going fast. fast. So this character, the MP character, yes. isn't the game... It was the the, the shock jock kind. Yes, of that that's I start I started with that and then I um, the, I started doing the MP character. I think when all the um, in December when all the I can't even speak you don't the <laughs> the no, party gate stuff started. Yes, of yeah. course. Dominic Raab was defending the picture. Do you remember the picture of them all in the garden, like drinking wine and yeah, having fun? Really and it was just party. a really funny. It was a really. <laughs> It did look like a really lame party. And he was defending it, but it was just really funny because he looked sort of panicked. And yeah. he was going, no, um, you know, you, sometimes, um, you, yes, you have some wine after a, a day's work. And I just thought it was really funny. So I sort of put one up riffing on that. And then yeah. and I, then the MP character was born. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, the first one I did was this woman... Uh, who was my shock, shock, shock woman who was saying, complaining about the statues being taken down and said they're erasing history just like Stalin did, who incidentally I have a statue of in my garden. And then lots of people got upset and were like, you shouldn't have a statue of Stalin in your garden. Yeah. And it, yeah, it went mad. And you stayed in character. I stayed in character. Because I'm looking forward to the, the moment where you reveal this is you. <laughs> It's not character. You just have all these beliefs. <laughs> okay. ah, thanks for buying the tickets. Oh, you said it's a character, sure. Yeah. Felt yeah. Tory. <laughs> well, it's like, them. did you hear about? Um, I'm reading a John Ronson um, book where he'd gone and found this really homophobic, angry, lyriced punk group, 
that had this big following. What's the name? Just so, in case you're wondering. I can't remember. It's something like Killer Clowns. We'll put a link to their <laughs> albums. Killer in Clowns. There. <laughs> but he went to he went to investigate them, and turned out that they were actually really serious Christians and they were putting underneath all their songs they were putting subliminal messages or trying to saying you know peace and love and don't hate the gays but he was going I don't think it worked and they revealed this and all their fans were really angry because their fans were going yeah yeah that that's not why we were listening to this that's so funny yeah because it must be tempting sometimes when people believe that you have these views. It must be tempting. But I do want to be liked. Yeah. Do you ever feel that you just have to go, oh, I don't really mean it, stop. Um, some, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm getting loads of hate, then you go, you just kind of want to go, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. So what is the most hurtful thing someone <laughs> said? That, I don't want you to go through any um, I, What's the most hurtful Well, actually, thing? this was someone who'd really, who knew that it, I was joking, but put, Rosie Holt is a monster just like her characters. That was really? the most hurtful thing. Well, that is horrible. Yeah. How is your mum anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Joking, I hope your mum is well, actually. That is really horrible. And then one guy said that I should kill myself. That was quite harsh. He oh said that something God. like I should take cyanide. I thought it's a bit unnecessary, isn't it? Even if you think I'm a Tory. He thought, you know, he thought he's a Tory. Tory. But yeah. I was like, even so, let's not, let's not kill the Tories. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. Do not, if you're listening at home, <laughs> please. We cannot stress this enough. It got out of hand last time Rosie was on don't, the podcast. Don't do not, kill the Tories. Do not kill a Tory. No. Please. So from No Strings Attached to The Woman's Hour. Yeah. I'm going back to No Strings Attached. Yes. 2015 show. <laughs> what was that month like then? Do you know what? It was actually really fun. Despite, yeah. um, well, also, I'm always embarrassed about this. But when I started doing stand-up, it was with an instrument. So I had a ukulele, <laughs> but Phil, it was very short lived. It was 2015. It was very short lived. <laughs> I quickly moved on without a ukulele. So it what, was. What's what? What musical numbers? Did you play? <laughs> what were you, what I had uh, the the um, unprotected sex song. We'll beep that out. Uh. <laughs> Please do not. We cannot stress enough. Please, safe sex is always advised and do not kill a Tory. Like to do not kill that. a t- Tory and use a condom. But that was a, fa- I don't know if it was a phase, but it was a thing that ukulele started to appear on the circuit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, not proud of my part in that. <laughs> no, but it was, it was a way of, I think, when you're starting out particularly, but that makes people go, oh, the person with the ukulele. Yeah. Or they sit and listen and it wakes them up a bit. So I can see how that helps. I think I think to begin with it was just because I was too scared to actually do stand up. I thought I can't just stand there and do jokes. How do you feel about just standing there now and doing a show on a, uh, for an hour on your own? Um, well, um, what with my current show? Yeah, but this was, this is this character. Was... Yeah, so I did. I mean, I the, the most I did with straight stand up, I think I did forty five minutes. Right. Uh, through a character, do you feel more comfortable? Yeah, through a character? I think because I'd actually stopped do I'd actually stopped doing stand up. So mm. when I did the the crown jewel, I'd kind of put stand up to bed because I kind of stopped enjoying it. Yeah. Um. And what I quite like about character is um. Oh, it's just nice not talking about yourself. Yeah. No. I My show this year is about myself. It's the most disgusting thing. Yeah. To do on stage. Can't wait. So let's uh, just before uh, we'll do quick fire uh, a few quick fire questions to wrap up. Uh, what's been a wonderful interview. I hope, it's, I hope you. you've enjoyed it. Um, no. <laughs> no so all right, let's. It. All right, we get it. You sell out. <laughs> what's 
Right, these are really, la- I think these are lazy, but anyway, there you go. Uh, what's the worst, what's your worst Edinburgh memory? Yeah, why, let's relive your worst, worst Edinburgh, Edinburgh <laughs> when, memory. When I say worst, keep it kind of light. I don't want to hear about any horrific. I did, a, so I did, um, ages ago, I did a really, just out of drama school, I did a really appalling show, like it was appalling. Yeah. It was about, it was sort of this alternative fairy tale. Oh, and I, I played um, a laundry woman who turns out to be death. As in not hard of hearing, but death itself. Oh my god! And um, it was one of those things where you're flying for, and then when someone goes, "Oh, I'll come to that," you thought, "Oh, don't, don't do it." No, yeah, please. You'll don't. regret it. It'll turn you off going to anything at the fringe oh. for years. And I remember once we had an audience of four people, and there were two walkouts. <laughs> I've, I've had that. It yeah. was dire. I had that. Really I had to say to the other two, I went, "Do you want to just?" <laughs> they went, "Yeah, went, okay." <laughs> <laughs> just there's no point. You, you, I, I know that you're too polite to leave, but just go. <laughs> we, we'd all feel better. But wonderful. That's your worst memory. What's your favourite so far? I mean, there's more to come. But what's your favourite? So what's far? my favourite? Um, I can't think of anything particular. But I, I always, I love the Fringe. Yeah. It's always really fun performing, but also it's very socially, it's very fun, isn't it? It is. You show, you, you show. One more time. It's uh, Rosie Holt, The Woman's Hour, on at. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And then there's a few extra shows at 9.50. 9.50 on the 18th, yeah. 20th and 21st. 21st, we think. Yeah, something we like think. that. We <laughs> think. You'll find them online. And that's Rosie Holt. Who has, uh, oh, and, uh, any tips for anyone coming up to the Fringe? Performing Ugh. or visiting? Oh, tips. Oh, I don't know. Eat fruit. <laughs> Eat fruit. Avoid improv. <laughs> yes. Yeah, avoid improv. There's nothing worse than bad improv. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. We've got the amazing Paul Sinner. And if you want to check out Troy and Rosie, as he said, you cannot. So uh, I'd recommend going to my show at 6.40pm at the Caves, just up the road every day except for the 15th, because there's so much room, it's ridiculous. You can have your own row if you want. Tune in tomorrow.